welcome to the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. I'm your host, Chad Thompson, and today we're going to be visiting Abingdon, Virginia. We're speaking with Assistant Director of Tourism, Amanda Livingston, about many things that Abingdon has to offer, as well as how they're overcoming hardships from the pandemic. Today we're going to be diving into topics such as outdoor recreation, fun things to do, like enjoying the Barter Theater performances at the historic Moonlight Theater, as well as things that the Martha Washington and local area restaurants have done. We hope that whether you're a returning guest to Abingdon, Virginia, or you're looking to visit for your first time, that you'll find some very fun itineraries here. As always, you can visit the links in the description for the podcast, as well as on our blog at visitswva.com for more information. But without further ado, let's hop into today's episode. So thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. I'm very excited about our conversation, talking about different things going on in Abingdon. Uh, and Amanda, if you wouldn't mind, if you'd just share with everybody a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do around the region. Sure. My name is Amanda Livingston, and I'm the Assistant Director of Tourism for Visit Abingdon, Virginia. Uh, I've been with the, the CDB uh, for, gosh, almost five years. And uh, I am not from here originally, but I have absolutely fallen in love with Abingdon and Southwest Virginia, and I have become the biggest um, promoter uh, of Abingdon to all my my folks, um, friends and family across the country. Uh, I think it's just we've got really something special going on here, and I just love telling people about it. Abingdon's definitely a, a very beautiful, quaint little town, and there's a lot of history involved in it, too. And I think you and I actually got to meet for the first time. I believe it was in 2018, there was a Crush Abingdon or Crush Virginia campaign that was going on and did some video work, and, and I was one of the participants in that. I had a lot of fun, got to explore a lot of great things you were Abingdon the, had to don't offer. Sell yourself sh- <laughs> yeah, don't sell yourself short. You were the winner, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was a really fun that was a really fun competition um, about kind of what, you know, if you had three days in uh, Abingdon and Southwest Virginia, what would you do? Uh, and that was, mm-hmm. a, that was a really fun video and photo competition. And I really don't know what was more fun. I don't know if it was fun going out and doing the things and filming for the competition or actually participating in the activities afterwards. Cause I mean, we got, we got to stay in a, an amazing hotel space. And, and I remember waking up one morning and just getting to watch the sunrise. Like the room we had mm-hmm. was perfect to watch the sun come up over the landscape and uh, riding on the creeper trail and, and the restaurants were phenomenal. I think we went to, I believe it was Chicken Little and Mama Mia's and both of those cool. very much so impressed us. We were very excited about that. So speaking Great. on the terms of Abingdon and things to do, what are, what are some updates that y'all have going on over there? Sure. Well, you know, we've uh, been, as everyone has been, we've been kind of rolling with the punches this year. Um, But what I think is really exciting is the ways in which uh, the businesses and attractions are adapting uh, and finding ways to to offer cool things. So uh, probably the biggest news coming up is that uh, Barter Theater, which is um, the State Theater of Virginia um, and has been a huge draw for Abingdon for, since 1933, um, has obviously had to shut down during the pandemic. But they have figured out a very cool way to do live shows. And they are actually working with our old uh, historic Moonlight Drive-In to do live theater at the drive-in. So it is live. It is actors. The actors are socially distanced. They're doing family-friendly shows, um, concert versions of those. And, um, 
you can see the actors live, but it's also simulcast on the big screen and the audio is piped into your, your car radio. And then you're just completely socially distanced. You can have your family in the car, uh, you know, eat dinner beforehand or bring dinner with you, have kind of a picnic dinner and then see the show. So it's uh, it's really innovative. I'm really proud of what they've done. And as far as I know, they are the only theater in the country that has done this. I think there's one in somewhere in Eastern Europe that did something similar, but they are really, um, really paving the way for how to adapt in this, this certain, certain um, current circumstances, that is. That sounds super exciting, and and it's so great to hear that the the old Moonlight Theater is going to be revitalized in this way. And it, it's it's a, a amazing establishment that I remember from being a kid going to see the movies there and driving up in a pickup truck and setting out some lawn chairs and some blankets. And it, it was a great staple to the area, and it's great to see people going back there. And one of the cool things I think about in this is from a photography background is is Winston Link. Uh, the, the photographer back in the day that photographed a lot in this region and has a lot of sure. famous photos from, you know, White Top and Green Cove Station. And even this, there's this drive-in photo that he did where it included trains, planes, and cars. And you can actually see all the cars at the drive-in watching this movie. And there's a train going down the tracks and you can see a plane going through the sky. And I think about that. And that's one cool thing is, I'm not sure if it's still there. I haven't been there in a while, but the Creeper Trail uh, Welcome Center there used to have a bunch of Winston Link's photos in there. And I used to like to go look at those. Yeah, he's amazing. If people are not familiar with his work, you can Google him. It's it's O. Winston Link. There's actually a museum dedicated uh, to him in Roanoke, but uh, he's known as kind of the Ansel Adams of train photography. And uh, the Welcome Center is uh, currently closed right now, but we do hope to reopen it um, sometime in 2020. Uh, but, yeah, he, he did a lot of work uh, in this area along the Creeper Trail when it was the actual Creeper um, Trail. Tra- uh, train line before it was a trail because of course if folks are not familiar with the Virginia Creeper Trail it was it's a rail trail conversion it used to be a train line and uh, it was named for the way the steam engines had to sort of slowly creep up the mountainside to a uh, white top station and back uh, so there's some gorgeous photos of his and, and hopefully folks will get to see those um, so- late, sooner or later in 2020. Yeah, and it's great because Abingdon has that that trailhead there, and you even have one of the old. Is it a Norfolk and Southern train that's actually yeah. there at the station? Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, for those of the folks who are train enthusiasts, it's a Class M uh, steam engine, and uh, it's called the Molly. Um, it is the type, the exact type of engine that would have been on the Virginia Creeper Trail, uh, the Virginia Creeper train line. It's a narrow gauge. Uh, steam engine, and so it's uh, it's uh, been restored and and parked there uh, for folks to look at, right there at the uh, mile micro, mile marker zero for the Virginia Creeper Trail. And one thing that's cool about the tre- Creeper Trail area, and the reason I wanted to mention that in the podcast is I know there's probably a lot of listeners out there that visit the Creeper Trail frequently. But the good thing about the location of the Creeper Trail in Abingdon is it's very close access to downtown Abingdon, where there's a lot of shopping and dining opportunities. I actually tried to showcase this in a virtual visit we did in downtown Abingdon. And I mean, you're within walking distance of the Martha Washington, the Barter Theater, as well as a plethora of places to eat and shop. And I figured that's something we could talk about is I know a lot of the restaurants in Abingdon right now are thinking of a lot of creative 
creative and innovative innovative ways to promote the food and recipes of Abingdon. And I thought maybe you'd want to talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, I, I think we've seen a lot of uh, folks adding outdoor dining spaces, which is really cool. And I think that that's going to be great in the short term, but actually it's going to be something that I really feel like it's going to stick around for a while. I mean, I think our weather around here is gorgeous. We've got cool evenings you really can enjoy outdoor dining almost all year long. And uh, some of these spaces um, are really gorgeous. And as this is going on, I'm seeing our restaurateurs, I watch their social media and they're investing more and more energy and love into those outdoor spaces. So, um, the Tavern, um, 128 Pecan, uh, Morgan, a lot of these folks um, are adding spaces. And then the ones who are who have already had it are sort of enhancing uh, their spaces as well. So I think that that's a trend that is here to stay. Um, and I'm seeing them innovate in their, their menus as well. Some of them are uh, kind of going more lean and mean and focusing on the favorites. Um, I'm seeing focus on local ingredients, what we're all kind of... Uh, turning inward and concerned about the state of the world in general and supply chains and some of that negative news. But the great news uh, for us here in Southwest Virginia is that we have amazing local uh, suppliers. We have uh, meat producers, we have farmers, we have um, people doing craft beverages. And so I am seeing a trend, uh, an increasing trend um, of folks really utilizing those uh, local producers as well, which I think is just fantastic. Yeah, and over the past couple of weeks, I had the pleasure of speaking with both the Pakalachan as well as Grecos there in Abingdon, and that was one of the forefront themes of the Pakalachan was that they utilize a lot of local growers, and they visit the Abingdon Farmer's Market very frequently. I've actually got to go to the Abingdon Farmer's Market quite a few times myself, and I mean, gosh, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing to go to a farmer's market, because I love the fact that you get farm-fresh foods direct from the producers, as well as you can see arts and crafts from local artisans. Like, that's a great place to be as well. And has the Abingdon's Farmer's Market been doing pretty well so far this season? They are. They're really ramping up. They um, were affected in the same way all of us were. Uh, but they are back at the Farmer's Market Pavilion, and they are back to regular hours. So they're really encouraging folks to – it is an open-air market. Really want people to stay safe and wear those masks and stay socially distant. Uh, but, but yeah, they are back in action and uh, it, you're right. It really is as much entertainment as it is grocery shopping, uh, because you come home with the food, but you also get, it's just really fun to be there. Um, and while we're talking about uh, restaurants and food, I, I would, I do want to put in a plug for a really fun summer promo that the Abingdon restaurants are doing in conjunction with Barter's shows at the Moonlight Drive-In. They are, it's called Play With Your Food. And it is a uh, just summer menu specials. Uh, some of them are cocktails. Some of them are to-go specials that you can take to the drive-in. Some of them are special menu items that you can enjoy before you go. Uh, but the theme is creativity, and uh, it's, of course, a pun on the plays at Barter. But it's also just a way to highlight the really the innovation of our chefs and their skill and talent. So um, if you go to visit AbingdonVirginia.com, it's one of the homepage links, Play With Your Food, and you can see all the menu specials uh, that the restaurants are offering. That's really exciting. I, I do like that play on words. Like I, I didn't catch it the first time that I read across it, but it makes total sense now. And and definitely to anybody listening, if if you want to see links to any of this, it will be included in the podcast links as well as on our blog post 
at visitswva.org. We'll have all that information out there so you don't miss out on it. And, you know, that's one of the things I love about Abingdon. I find it as a very creative community, and everybody seems to come together there. You don't, anytime I go to Abingdon, there's, I'm always greeted with smiling faces from the shop owners and the restaurants and my fiance Megan and I, we got to try Greco's for the first time about two or three weeks ago. We've always wanted to go there, and after I did the podcast episode, I went, and we were both very stuffed and enjoyed our meals greatly. And I noticed that there was the outside dining there, and, and you know that's a great mm-hmm. option. And just seeing everybody come together, and I learned a lot more about how the restaurants work in Abingdon talking on these past podcasts. And there's just so much love and passion that goes into this food and the business and the community. And, and that's one of the things I love about our small towns in Southwest Virginia is there's, there's so much love and community here and you just feel these warm welcomes and it doesn't matter if you're local, if you're traveling from afar, you're always welcome in Southwest Virginia. And I think Abingdon does a great job at that. Yeah, it's hard to overstate how true that is. And I know that you and I both live here and so people might not, might not, I mean, we, we're biased, but I hear it from visitors all the time, visitors from larger cities or from people outside the area, and they are genuinely uh, just floored by how people are so friendly and hospitable. And it just, it makes me smile and it makes me just laugh kind of in delight. It's, um, you, you shouldn't be surprised by that, but people are. And I, I guess we, we take it for granted in a way, that how genuine and how friendly and nice people are. Um, but it is, it's an asset that I can't... Um, it's not a pic. I can't take a picture of it. It's a, it's a quality that you just have to experience. I can't take a picture of it and slap it on my website. You just have to experience it and you have to take my word for it. But, but it is really pretty special. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I feel like that's one of those things is in this day and age, we're so intertwined with technology and, and seeing all these things online that sometimes we forget about experiencing things for ourselves. And when you really get out there and see what things are like, in your own personal perspective, you can really see just how great there are things. And I think that's something great, especially during this time with the pandemic that's been going on and all these hardships we've all been facing. I know a lot of people's anxieties are super high is to be able to get out there and explore the good outdoors. And there's a lot of great locations within very close proximity of Abingdon people can go enjoy. But then there's also a lot of things that are starting to open back up in Abingdon. I noticed that the William King Museum of Art has opened back up to the public and have some guidelines in place, as well as the Martha Washington Inn. Is there some some things there you'd like to focus on or talk about to everybody? Yeah, we, we are seeing more and more places reopen. Um, the Martha is an Abingdon icon, of course, that uh, just historic uh, facade is, is really recognizable and it's uh, it's a great experience. They are, yes, they are uh, open. They are, have enhanced all their cleaning as all of Abingdon's hotels have. And they are offering some, some really neat specials uh, for the summer, some all-inclusive packages. Um, the one in particular that, that they're doing right now is uh, I think the Martha Moonlight and more. And so it is uh tickets to Barter Theater at the Moonlight. It's a creeper trail experience. It's dinner at the Sisters American Grill there on the property. It's, uh, you know, an over two overnights. Um, and it's a, it's a great, fan, a fantastic package, a great introduction to Abingdon and sort of uh, everything we have to offer as well as a luxury stay. Um, and you can go to, to their website if you want to check out pricing and all of that, but it's the Uh And then all of Abingdon's restaurant, uh, 
I'm sorry, restaurants and hotels are really conveniently located. So there's a lot of great options uh, for folks who, who are, are members of particular points of programs. I know they have their favorites and we have pretty much all of the major chains in Abingdon. So we've got a lot of amenities to make it a good base camp to then explore the rest of the region and all those outdoor adventures that you mentioned. Yeah, and it seems like the outdoor adventures and outdoor recreation is is a huge thing on everybody's travel list right now. And I know for me personally, there's a ton of great outdoor adventures within uh, driving distance of Abingdon and where I can stay in Abingdon, I can dine there, and then I can travel out. So I know one of these places is the, um, the, the channels, which is a little tough. You want to make sure you get there and plan your a trip accordingly so that way you get a good parking spot. So definitely everybody, if you want to go to the channels, to go early. But you also have things like Hidden Valley Lake, Virginia Creeper Trails right there in Abingdon. And then there's a few other accessible locations right around Abingdon. And I guess if you want to mention to people, what, what are some of your favorite places to visit that are close to Abingdon as far as the great outdoors? Sure. It, there's a lot to choose from. We are seeing a, a huge increase in interest in outdoor adventure, which is great. Um, I do want to echo what you're saying about places like the channel. Um, we, we've been talking to our counterparts with the um, uh, Virginia Parks and Virginia Department of Game and Inland Fisheries, and they really want to emphasize um, know before you go. So always go uh, check the official website before you go. Make sure you understand limitations and parking and everything. They are seeing a some pretty crowded, uh, some pretty pretty big crowds on the trails. So uh, always have a backup plan. If you see that parking lot is crowded, don't try to park on the road. You might get a ticket. And of course, you know, stay away from crowds. Um, so what I want to en- encourage folks to do is to explore some of the, the kind of hidden gyms around Abingdon in Southwest Virginia. And uh, we're compiling lists of those. Uh, one of my uh, kind of favorites is Hidden Valley Lake that you mentioned. It's uh, It's got some hiking trails. It's a beautiful uh, mountain uh, lake, and it is uh, just 15 minutes from downtown Abingdon. Uh, and then, you know, there's some urban walking as well. If, you know, folks don't want to get too far outside of Abingdon. There's a really new, a wonderful new urban pathway that actually connects from the trailhead of the Virginia Creeper Trail. It goes about a mile and a half through downtown Abingdon and then connects up with additional walking trails at the Abingdon Muster Grounds, which is a Revolutionary War historic site. So that's a really fun uh, urban walk and way to get outside and enjoy the the weather uh, without committing too much to to kind of a day trip. So um, again, I would kind of put it in the plug for our website, which I know you're going to link to, and, and look up some of these hidden gems that might take you a little bit away from the crowd uh, but also discovering this, uh, the natural beauty and, and some of the, the beautiful things that you can see in the region. Yeah, those are definitely great choices. And, and I think coming in line with that, there's also some great outdoor activities that maybe aren't so far out into nature, as in just downtown Abingdon itself is a beautiful walk full of a lot of rich history from the architecture to the the actual sidewalks and roadways. And you actually have a self-guided historic tour that we mentioned in that virtual visit that people can actually take part of as well. And you can find that both on the website as well as, you know, whenever the visitor center does get to be able to open up and everything. I believe you have brochures as well. Yeah, and actually they're they're in a rack on the front porch, so 
you can just go grab one anytime uh, at the Abingdon Visitor Center. Yeah, it's really fun. You can do all of it or part of it um, to do the entire thing. Um, if you take your time, you, you could spend about two hours doing it. But it takes you through downtown Abingdon and sort of tells you a little bit about all of the, um, the beautiful historic buildings and some of the um, facts and uh, legend behind Abingdon's history. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do in Abingdon is during around the Halloween season is the kind of the ghost tours. Like I did that for the first time about two years ago, I believe it was. And that was so much fun and fascinating because not only do you kind of learn a little bit more about these legends and, and the myths and mysteries behind Abingdon, but you also learn a lot about the history and the historical aspect is something that I've come to love about all places everywhere. It's just so fascinating to hear stories about these old buildings that are still standing and still utilized to this day and to be able to, be able to hear stories about things that happened, you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, or even farther. It's just so fascinating. Yeah, we, we have a, a wealth of history in Abingdon. The town was founded in 1778. So, uh, and, and the people around here are, are just really committed to historic preservation. It's, it's something they value a lot. So I always enjoy showing off the just walking around window shopping, walking through downtown Abingdon is sort of an activity in and of itself. Yes, there is a spirit of creativity in the air in Abingdon that uh, manifests itself in the architecture and the food and the, the people. And, you know, if you come, whether or not there's a big event happening, if you come anytime, you're, you're really going to have a great time. That, that's definitely true. And I don't think events are necessarily what defines Abingdon. I think it's all about the people the business and just the natural beauty of the landscape, the things you have to do there. And I think that's something that people really love about this area is, you know, it's a retreat and and it feels like time kind of slows down when you're in this area and you just get to enjoy life. You don't have the stresses and worries that we typically do in our day-to-day lives when everything's so fast paced and speedy here you really get to wind down and just enjoy what's around you and, and the comfort of friends and family, good food and good things to purchase. And just that's what I love about this area so much is, is the fast paced lifestyle has never been something that I've truly admired, but that really slowed down where you really have that gratitude for what's around you and just enjoying the moment is great. And that's one of the things I love about all the small towns in Southwest Virginia, including Abingdon. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, uh, as I sort of mentioned in the beginning, I'm, I'm not, uh, wasn't born here. I'm not from here originally, but this is my adopted home, and it is something special. It's where I've chosen to to start a family, and uh, we've really uh, put down roots here. And it is, it's it's a quality of life that is um, uh, that is, as you say, not not too fast paced, but also rich. And there are amenities. There there is entertainment and art and dining and outdoor. Uh, recreation and there's uh, you know intellectual life happening and it's it's exciting place to be um, but it's accessible it feels comfortable it feels homey and it feels really uh, really welcoming well that's some great words there Amanda I, I appreciate you for coming on today and I guess we're kind of nearing the end of the podcast today and I was curious if there's anything else that you want to talk about or send out to the listeners today to talk about Abingdon uh Oh, I could talk about Abingdon all day. Um, no, I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. This has been a ton of fun. And um, I think that, 
yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm just, I can't say enough about how special it is. And, um, yeah, just <laughs> come on out and say hello to us and, and see it for yourself. And definitely everybody listening, if, if you've never been to Abingdon or you've been before, this is definitely a place you want to come back to or visit for the first time. There's a ton of stuff to do, whether you want to dine and wine from the Abingdon Vineyards to the Virginia Creeper Trail to downtown Abingdon, Virginia, where you have a lot of shopping and dining options. Again, the outdoors are within very close proximity, or you can take a historic downtown tour yourself. I highly encourage you to visit Abingdon and a lot of the other surrounding areas here in Southwest Virginia. And Amanda, I'd like to thank you once again for coming on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and learning more about the things going on in Abingdon. And I look forward for y'all's success and seeing how everything goes over the next few months to weeks and years and for many, many years to come. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. Yeah, most definitely. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. And I hope you have an amazing day and week and years to come. Once again, I'd like to thank you all so much for tuning in to the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. I've had a blast talking to all of our interviewees across the few weeks, as well as today. Once again, thank you for Amanda Livingston for speaking to me about Abingdon, Virginia. If you'd like to be featured on the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast, please visit our page on our website at visitswva.org slash stories from Southwest Virginia. There's a contact form there where you can fill out information about what you'd like to talk about and get involved with the podcast. We'd definitely love to have you on. But otherwise, be sure to you subscribe to our podcast across any of the podcast outlets out there of your choice, and be sure to tune in next week as we talk to a new special guest about some amazing things going on in Southwest Virginia. Thank you all for so much for tuning in, and as always, be sure to keep exploring South Virginia and be safe out there. <laughs>